Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It is election day across the country. Make sure you guys go out and vote if you are waiting a long line. I'm glad you're listening to this while you're waiting and making sure your voice is heard. If you voted already, kudos to you. Shout out to the mail-in ballots. Hopefully they stick. Hopefully they mean something. Because uh, we're in some crazy times now, which we'll touch on here in a second. But also, this show is about MMA. We had good MMA fights last weekend. We got to talk about Anderson Silva's potential retirement fight, how that went. Big news concerning Israel Adesanya as well, that Dana White let slip. And, of course, we got to preview this weekend's card between Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira. So, a lot of stuff there. <sighs> ton of MMA news, which is great. I love having these three shows back. Old man, it is refreshing to do three shows, give everything the time that it needs. But again, it's election day. I'm scared. Worried? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not comforted, which no. is odd because the last time I felt great. I was like, this idiot has no chance of winning. And I was fucking heartbroken at the end of the night. It, it's like when Brock Lesnar beat Taker. I was like the black guy in the front row. That was, that was my face when Trump won that shit. I was like, everyone lied to me. It was it was bad. I was in a funk for like a week. So now I'm just on like high alert. I can't believe that he will lose. Uh, you know, I said from when he got elected, I was like, I won't be surprised. He's done everything possible that you should be, that you could do to throw an election, right? Yeah. And I'm still not comfortable with this. Look, I dropped my ballot off earlier, like before the weekend. Me and my wife went, took care of that, did our research on the judges in Vegas, Clark County District, the the whole school. Like we did our ballots, turned them in, but I, I'm just not comfortable. So it's crazy because I feel like, you know, like BuzzFeed, like I get those alerts, NPR, and all this shit, and they're like, you know, people are stocking up on like guns and and thing like the apocalypse is coming for election day, and I'm like, dog, it ain't that serious, right? 
Yeah. Nobody's like, shooting me, and I ain't shooting nobody over this motherfucker. No, and it's it's crazy because, yes, I know this election is important, right? And I saw ASAP Ferg was like, it's do or die. It's not do or die. Listen, guys. It's not. It's serious, right? But it's not like if Trump gets reelected, your life isn't over. It just sucks more. Yeah. For another four. Yeah. Unless they, he changes the rules and makes a third term a possibility. Who knows? I mean, dude, I'm not even totally convinced that if Biden wins because of the, the nature of this election, that Trump isn't going to appeal and find a way to keep his ass in that seat for a little while longer. Yeah. I mean, he, I believe it. Like, I don't know how he wants people to vote during a pandemic, but the pandemic may work to his advantage. It could. And and, and I think he's been planting seeds for that, right? And who knows how this all plays out? Um, you know, hopefully Biden wins by a landslide. That's what a lot of people would like to think. That'd be great. I'm just, I just wouldn't be surprised because I'm curious. Like Trump, who's not president, is just still equally as dangerous in a way. Not necessarily with legislation and shit and coronavirus response, but in terms of empowering a base, like Trump is still gonna, like he's gonna make a ton of money on this, the public speaking circuit. Oh yeah, the MAGA. The MAGA nerds will follow. Oh, they're going to be on fire. They're going to say the election got stole from them. They're going to, there's going to be everything that you could possibly... They're going to go the Deontay Wilder route. That <laughs> Biden loaded his gloves and, you know, Kamala like, gave him a special drink that made him woozy and gave him the Rona. Like, there's going to be all kinds of excuses yeah. if Trump his, loses. His hairpiece weighed 40 pounds. Yeah, it's going yep. to be something crazy. It's, but ultimately, like, look, guys, it's... Election day, if you didn't cast your ballot early, get out there and make sure. Like, for me, I took a picture of my ballot. I'm not sharing it because that's illegal. But I kept all my stuff, right? Like, I, I want to keep track of what's going on. It's important to get out there to vote, obviously, because you do have power. People who say that, you know, your vote means nothing. Listen, I feel you to a degree, right? Like, if you live in California and you're only voting for the president, yeah, probably ain't going to do much because California is just going to be a blue state forever. However, there's a whole bunch of other people on that ticket. That affect the school district, judges. There's a lot of things to vote for. So use your power to vote. Um, I know we're all going to be glued to the TV. Uh, just Unfortunately. Yeah, it's not what I want to do. Like, Tuesday is usually my day off from work. Like, I don't really do anything. Um, but now I'm going to be sitting here watching this Trump-Biden shit. And me, the crazy thing is, like, a lot of people don't know this about me. I watch Fox News during election day. Like, I have multiple TVs on, but I watch Fox. Really? Yeah, I got to know what the other side's thinking. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, there's something, and I, obviously, working in news for several years, I know there is, like, an inherent bias, right, to certain channels, and you have a gimmick. It's like pro wrestling. You have a gimmick. Fox just goes overboard with that shit. I tried to watch, uh, it was the last debate. I tried to watch Fox, because I usually watch CNN. Try to watch Fox. I made it five minutes, dude. It's bad, right? Like people go, you're giving, dude. I watch because I have CNBC and I have like locals, so I can keep track. But I watch Fox because I have to know what the other side is thinking. I got to know the bullshit they're selling each other. I got to know what these pundits are trying to say. I always got to know the other side of the argument because even though it's complete and utter bullshit most of the time, I need to know it so I can be well versed in your bullshit. So when I come with my shit, I know what you're thinking. So I'm what about see, what about if Whitlock's on on coverage? Oh, I'm still gonna watch it. Election night coverage. I'm gonna hate watch the <laughs> fuck out of it. But I gotta know. I gotta know what these these motherfuckers are thinking, man. I gotta know like what lies or what deceitful things they're thinking of saying, or how they're positioning the Biden campaign, or how they're positioning Kamala. And, and I, like it started back in 2000 when Gore won, and then it was like surprise Bush won, and everybody was what the fuck. Like, I remember watching Fox News, and I was flipping back and forth between Fox News and CNN. And just the way that played out, and if you've never watched um, Michael Moore's Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 9-11, you should watch it. Uh, and just, you think this you think this election could be bad. Like, just go back and watch the whole Gore-Bush 2000 election and how that shit played out with the absentee ballots in Florida. Like, man, I, nothing ever surprises me. So who knows how this is going to turn out? I just know I, I try to do my part. No, yeah, it's it's become a spectacle for me as I gotten older. 
So I say like, fuck, yeah, but I'm going to watch it, right? Like, I'm going to be glued to my TV on to, um, tonight to watch it because when it happens, it, it's like it's like WrestleMania. WWE could be shitty all year long. The booking could be horrible. Goldberg could be in a main event. I'm going to watch Man WrestleMania. And that's what these election nights have been. Like, I think, what, since the first... I've been able to vote since the first Barack election. So I've been glued ever since when I can vote. Um, the only time I didn't vote for president was last election. And that's because I went, I signed up to DMV like two months before. I went and I went to my local place and they were like, oh, sorry, there's something wrong and you can't vote. Like the voter suppression shit was super real. And oh, I was yeah. tight. Even though... It didn't matter. Nevada went blue. It was, it, it was fine. But still, I was like, what the fuck do you mean I can't vote? I just checked at the DMV. And then now, yeah, I just never trust anything. I, I check a million times to make sure I'm registered. So, yeah, that was like the only time. And it's stupid. That's another reason I felt really bad. Because I felt personally responsible. <laughs> and it was completely out of my control. But I felt like I played a part in that motherfucker win. So, it's just like, man... Not gonna fall for the hoodwink again, and I didn't. Thankfully, votes out there. But it's just—it's ridiculous to see some of the stuff going back and forth. And then now, this one—I I see the shenanigans afoot. It's not gonna be a clean finish. This no. isn't the Wrestle Kingdom of presidential elections. This shit is the like in last year WrestleMania, where like nothing was a clean finish. Yeah, very true. I feel the shenanigans are afoot. So I am it is going to be interested. A scale of 1 to 10, though, if i got to put you on the hot seat. 1 to 10. What is the chances Tuesday, let's say, excuse me, Wednesday. Wednesday opens up. So tomorrow it opens up. It looks like Biden is winning in a landslide. Trump doesn't concede. And pulls the shenanigans. What one to ten? Ten being the most likely. Ten. One being ten. ten. <laughs> I don't, dude. Ten. I, don't, I don't think there's any planet where Trump is going to concede. I really don't. Because if he concedes, then he has no leverage. If he doesn't, because look, man, the mo no matter what happens tonight, there's gonna be people that because one of those races are gonna be close. One of those states, one of those battleground states is going to be close. And Trump is immediately going to say, I need to wait for the rest of the ballots to come in. No matter how bad he's losing, he'll think that all those ballots are for him. He's not going to concede. I'd be thoroughly surprised if he he'll throws in the, the towel. Weeks. He'll yeah. wait it out. And we're going to be living on pins and needles for the next month because we're going to sit here and wonder what the fuck. But, dude, it's not over. This is just prolonging the inevitable. Because then the, at inauguration, like, you think Trump's just going to hand over the keys to the Oval Office? Mm -mm. He might not show up. No, he might lock himself in there. Yeah, he might just move out the night before. Like, gonna a, have to like a scorned him. woman. They're going <laughs> to have to evict Trump. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I mean, there, there's going to be no handshake, no pound. Oh, no. I never thought Which that for is, a second. It's crazy. You see the fake Melania the other day? No, I did not. Oh, that shit's genius. Shout out to Rex Chapman, who has, like, the best Twitter account ever. The fake Melania was incredible. It blew my mind. I was like, you could clearly tell that's not Melania. Outside of, like, her actually touching him and giving him a kiss, which never happens. She smiled as well. Like, Ooh. what the fuck? What planet is this? Um, but they zoom in on her face. I'm like, yo, who's directing this? You know, did you get done from the WWE with these camera cuts? It's unfortunate. <laughs> Like, they zoomed right in on her face. I was like, yo, that's a wig. That's not her. I, I see the lace front. Wow. I've seen, I've seen a couple wigs in my day. That's a wig. The, this shit was incredible. So the hijinks are, uh, are afoot. The last thing I want to ask is, and we touched on it a little bit, but what happens to these vocal MAGA Trump supporters? Because if he loses... Where do you go from here? I'm, I'm, I haven't been, I think I've only blocked three people for, who are like MAGA people. 
because I don't give a fuck. Like if, like just don't bring that shit near me and we fine. That's that's my stance. I blocked the people because they brought that shit near me. They were under comment sections. They were all this stuff. They were very brash, loud, and wrong about it. So they had to catch a block on Facebook, all of them. But there's some people who've blocked like everyone who was MAGA off rip. But no, I, I, I let them live. But what happens to them when there is no more control? Over What happens if there's just like a blue wave over everything that's not presidential? What do these people do? Do they go into hiding? No. I've read a lot of Harry Potter books. Like, the Death Eater scattered when Voldemort was a rap. I feel like MAGA people have to do the same. Nah, they're gonna be they're gonna be just as strong, man. They're gonna still have Trump as long as they got Trump. Again, Trump is not going away quietly, so you can fully expect nothing's really going to change. Like we're gonna be happy, right? But but in January, January is gonna change. January, January, February. I mean, whenever inauguration the, is. Yeah, but it's it's. But I'm saying in terms of his supporters and MAGA and that it's that's not going anywhere. They're going to bitch and complain for the next four years. That's what's about to happen. So get ready. Because they're not going away. That's incredible. Not only are you, can you be wrong, but you can be so obnoxiously wrong that you refuse to quit. That's what's going to happen. So people have some grit. They're misguided, but they got some grit. I can't believe that. Like, I would tuck my tail in shame. Yeah, they don't do that. Nah, then, then they wouldn't be his, his core audience. He doesn't do that. No. So. Fuck it. I guess you, you are who you follow. Um, yeah, so thankfully, you know, we both voted. Hopefully everyone listening voted. We'll be glued in tonight. You could catch us both on social media. I'm sure the old man will be firing tweets off at a record pace, or he'll be completely silent. I haven't decided yet. I have not decided. <laughs> I, like, the la- I think when Trump won, I don't think I tweeted that day. No, you were, like, done. You were off the grid. Yeah, I don't think I said a word. We talked in the group chat. Yeah. So I don't know if... I don't. I haven't decided on, on what my approach is going to... It's just going to be... If there's crazy shenanigans, I feel like I need to say something, then yeah. But if not, I may not say a word. It's going to be crazy. Listen, I got to say shit. It's just... It's where I'm at. Like, I'm going to be so nervous. I got to do something. <laughs> I got to talk shit. I got to make jokes. I got to do something. Um, that night, make sure you guys follow if you haven't already. Reverse Rat Pack member, friend of the podcast, AJ Springer on Twitter. He is great. If you guys have any questions politically, fire him off at him. He will be on Twitter and social media all night. So even if we aren't or you're not here for my jokes, he is actually very informative. It's at just ant, J U S T A N T 84 on Twitter. Great follow, great friend for us, and he'll have a wealth of knowledge on the elections, both presidential and all the way down. So if you guys have questions, feel free and just a great follow on Twitter. So we'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we're supposed to be talking about, and that is MMA. We have Israel Adesanya News, the future of Anderson Silva, which is still up in the air, and of course, previewing the card coming up for this next weekend. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we'll get back to the show in one second. But first, even though sports had a break, your business did it. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools for you to make your search that much easier. Those tools include sponsor jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. 
Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. All right, just that quick, we are back and we are talking UFC. So before we get into the Anderson Silva card that just passed, everything that happened there, we got to talk about Dana White's comments after the fight. And that is that Israel Adesanya, his next fight will not be defending the middleweight title. He will get an immediate shot at the light heavyweight championship that is held by Blakovich, which he won over, what, Reyes? Yep. A month ago. So... We have that. It's interesting because we both think that's a title that can be taken fairly easily, which might be disrespectful might be. to Jan because, I mean, he was on pretty good streaks. He's beaten, he's beat a lot of notable names in that division. Mm-hmm. But to just see Israel Adesanya, which has been, you know, listen, we've had this happen before with Connor when he jumps immediately up and other champions – and some would say that this division, there's no other contender, so why not? But to see Izzy do that, what does it mean, one, for middleweight? And then what does it now mean for light heavyweight? Can he defend both? I don't know. He does. He's not a big middleweight, right? Like him fighting at light heavy is, he looks like he doesn't walk around at anything bigger than 195. Right? He doesn't look that big. No. So I think he can cut down back to middleweight if he really wanted to. But it, isn't this a scenario that I said was going to happen as soon as he as he won the fight? As soon as he beat Borchina? Yeah, I, I didn't think it would happen this fast. That's what's crazy to me. Is that I thought it would happen in the future. This is like a month after he wins. Yeah, but I told you why. There was nobody left. The moment Cannonier lost, it was a wrap. Because there was, there's no desire. Like, even Robert Whitaker doesn't want to fight him again. He doesn't seem too thrilled with the idea. I guess that's why Dana made it. Dana was like, he doesn't want to fight him. Which is smart. Because until you feel you can train enough to make something different, why am I going to fight this guy? Because if I lose twice, I'm never getting a title shot. No. So, it, the fact that Izzy is chasing John Jones, he's, he's doing everything in his power to make that fight happen. Yeah. But John is midway to bulking up to 230, 240. Look, ego is a motherfucker. And if there's one person who's the most insecure fighter I've ever seen, it's John Jones. It's true. Like, John Jones has been, he just won't shut up about Khabib. If you're the best in the world, like, not even, even Floyd has a massive ego, right? Yep. But he doesn't really go into, like, tearing down, like, Manny Pacquiao like that, right? He'll say certain things here and there back then. Why they didn't fight. And they both had legitimate arguments in number one pound for pound. But Floyd, you know, he'll say, you know, he didn't necessarily accuse Manny of it. But, you know, he alluded to, I've never seen a guy that small move up and wait and carry power. Things of that nature. But then when it came down to resume, Floyd was like, yeah, I'm number one. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, that's it. John, on the other hand, says, what do he say? I'm a 15-time world champion? What? Yes. Listen. I mean, that's, that might be true. If listen, this is boxing... Listen. They would. I listen. I get the UFC tries this whole thing where it's like you win the title. You gotta when you fight for the title, you're not necessarily defending the title. You're fighting for the title again. Fuck all that. You're still the champion. You're not a fifteen time -time world champion. Listen, he's lost. He's lost it twice. David Benavides is a two time world champion. He's undefeated. So it's it's. I don't care. And for John, just shut up. Just win fights. Nobody cares. Like, yes. I got. We talked about this last week. I can make a case for Khabib, and I think the best thing that I believe you said was Khabib was like Biggie. It was short, quick, to the point, but it's really hard to to argue with that level of dominance. Yep. Whereas Jay can Jay Z can continue rapping, and he can give us another Kingdom Come. We can shit all over it, and then people go right back and say, "Well, Big's the best rapper alive." Like John still can make his future if Khabib is truly done, which we'll talk about in a second. So funny what Dana White's doing. But if John... John's, Dana's trying to smoke him out. Dude, John won't respect that Anderson Silva wants to fight. And then he won't respect that Khabib wants to retire. This is some crazy shit. But we'll talk about that in a second. But for John, it's just a matter of shut up. Let the work speak for itself. But Izzy's coming after you. 
And that's like, don't even, like, if you're going to fight a heavyweight, do it. If not, Izzy's coming to, like, if he takes that title, you're going to have to defend, you're going to have to come back. He's going to force you back. And that sucks. You want to know why? Because John might be too big to come back down. But he he's not gonna let yeah. Izzy he's not gonna let Izzy get the upper hand. <laughs> I would argue that John Jones, if he really wants to cement now, I, I feel like Habib is going to have this aura around him forever. So if you really want to cement yourself as the number one of all time, you have to fight Izzy. There might be an I'm not even sure if the Stipe fight gets you there as much as you beating Izzy. It doesn't. The, the funny thing is, let's just say, let's just say, John doesn't get another fight before Izzy fights Jan. Yep. Izzy be- beats Jan. How much you want to bet Izzy leapsfrogs John on the pound-for-pound pound rankings? No. No. <laughs> no. And listen, you got weight there, so you can make this shit happen. No, no way. No, no way. way? You sure? No way. If zero, is, zero? zero chance, sir. You no you way. don't think you don't think so? Okay. No. Here, let me no. let me show you why. Let me explain to you why. John's inactive, right? Okay. Adesanya goes sure. in there, yeah. fights Jan Blachowicz, and then knocks him out in the first round. The same Jan who knocked out the Dominic Reyes that just gave John Jones hell. Izzy is now a two division champion. Do you not think in a what have you done for me lately world that Izzy won't leapfrog John for the number two spot? Oh. No, he won't. No, you don't think so? No, 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 no. John's not a two division world champion, right? Yes, but he's the most dominant champion Mm, lately. No, no. I mean the longevity. The longevity is dominance. Yes, but pound for pound is not longevity. Pound for pound is right now. And John Jones, if Adesanya goes in there and smokes the guy who smoked the guy who gave John Jones hell, and now this man is walking around with two titles. Izzy would then have to smoke the guy who just gave John Jones out. Listen, I he can, would then have to go beat I, the brakes off a of race. I guarantee you that there's going to be more than enough people on that rankings committee that will say that Israel Adesanya has now leapfrogged John Jones for number two on pound for pound. And that's saying if Khabib stays at number one. We don't know if Khabib's going to retire or if he's going to get removed or what. But if Khabib is removed and now it's John Jones at number one, and Adesanya at number two, and Adesanya goes and beats the shit out of Jan, I'm not talking about a tough fight. I'm talking about steamrolls him. I don't think he jumps him. That's okay. bold. That is bold. That is not, dude, I just painted out again, the scenario. John has a fought. Again, that is how you smoke John Jones out. But that's exact. I'm telling you. it's going to hurt his pride. I promise you that's going to happen. I, right, I can almost promise, like, but it, it has to happen like this. Like, John can't have a fight. John has to be an actor for this to happen. He can't have a fight before Israel fights Jan. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing with John. I think he needs a fight at heavyweight. He absolutely. That, that's what keeps him ahead. With Stipe. Like he, well, yeah. he just needs a fight. I don't think, honestly, I don't think the way it's going right now in John's ego, John doesn't want somebody else before the heavyweight title fight. I think he wants Stipe. And he shouldn't have to. If Izzy could say, I want the light heavyweight champion now, and he gets it, John should say, I want the heavyweight champion now. And sorry, who the fuck's Francis. line? Francis. Sorry, Francis. I'm jumping the line. Yeah. But, dude, I promise you this. If Izzy goes out there and smokes Jan, that rankings committee, which I'm a part of, there's going to be a split on whether Izzy should jump over John. Because in, uh, I know where you're leaning already. Oh, I know. I'm telling you where I'm telling you where I'm going with this. Because John Jones hasn't looked dominant in his last three fights. He's won, but Adesanya, you can absolutely argue that Adesanya has looked much better than John Jones in his last three fights. Oh yeah, I mean he had four fights last year. That's what I'm saying. All I'm saying he's one of the most active fighters in the UFC. So it's, now it's. It, really easy. It's the it's the that's the case. Like we're not talking about greatest of all time. We're just talking about pound for pound top guys right now. And if John Jones keeps having these tougher fights, like we all saw it with our own eyes. A lot of us, I didn't. A lot of us thought that Reyes beat John, but we all knew that after the fight that Reyes gave John hell. Yep. Then we saw the Tiago fight. 
And we thought this shouldn't have been this difficult for John. That hurts his case. He couldn't stop Anthony Smith. Glover Teixeira beat the brakes off Anthony Smith. So that's three fights that John Jones has been terribly impressive. In that same window of time, Adesanya beat the shit out of Robert Whitaker. Yep. And beat the shit out of Boracina. Make like, him look silly. And that and that and if he goes and does the, the same with Jan, he's gonna be number two pound for pound. I but Styles make fights because Izzy had a tough fight with uh, Gastelum. Yeah, but That's I told probably his toughest fight. But I told you why that fight was tough. And I, I'm, I'm telling you this now, just like I'm going to repeat that for any of the listeners who didn't hear me when I said this before. Because there's people on my timeline when I said it, I said, I told you all this would happen. And people like, yo, Jan's beatable. Jan's going to beat Izzy. The person that can beat Israel Adesanya has to threaten him in wrestling. You cannot stand there with Adesanya and beat him. It won't happen. Adesanya is the best striker in MMA today. You will not throw hands with him and beat him. If the reason why Gaslam has success is because Gaslam was a wrestling threat and it forced Adesanya to think about takedown defense. He didn't have to think about that with Boricina. He didn't have to think about that with Whitaker. And Jan does not wrestle like that. He's going to piece that man up. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. I mean, you look at Jan, and listen, you can get better, of course, right? People get better over time. But his first six fights in the UFC, he was... Two and four. Yeah, no, he struggled. Beat Alir Latifi, lost to Jimmy Manawai, lost to Corey Anderson. Uh, beat Igor, lost to Gus, lost to Patrick Cummins. <laughs> I'm never letting him live down. <laughs> and yeah. then he went on a tear, right? Beat Derek Clark by submission, Cannoneer by unanimous, Manawa avenged, um, or avenged that loss, beat him by decision, Krylov by submission, Lost to Diego Santos by TKO, and then hasn't lost since. Luke Rockhold, KO. I got to watch that Jacare fight. Jacare by split decision. I believe Five it was rounder. close. Yeah. That's tough. But, again, Jacare is not what Israel Adesanya is. No, dude. Jan has, he, if you can't make Adesanya think twice about what he's doing, he's going to kill you in there. That's why John nine, nine submission wins is what's impressive to me, and the only reason he stands a mild chance. Yeah, but like that's the reason why John Jones is a tough fight for Adesanya, because John Jones, even though he's not a devastating striker, he's an incredible wrestler, and it makes it'll like Izzy will go into that fight thinking that John's going to take him down, and that thought process alone is what leaves Izzy open to getting caught by a feint and an overhand right, which is what Gaslam caught him with. But if Izzy doesn't have to think about you taking him down, he's going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, it's really that simple. If you go into that fight thinking, if this is now a kickboxing match, you're not beating Adesanya. You're just not. He's too good. Like, if John were to fight Adesanya and was like, yo, I'm going to stand with him, John's going to get fucked up. Yep. So, no, he would. I'm not surprised by any of this. Like, the fight, I think it makes perfect sense. I don't know. Adesanya may be. Holds on to that middleweight title while they clear that that division up because I don't I really don't know like who does Robert Whitaker fight in the interim? Whoever wants to get to Adesanya now has to go through Robert Whitaker. So he is the de facto gatekeeper but see, in like, that division. Serious business, like at middleweight. Who else is there? I don't know. I. Whitaker be no Till. One. Whitaker be Cannoneer. Whitaker. I think Till would be the best matchup because they just haven't fought. Who? Whitaker and Till fought. For, no, for Adesanya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Whitaker just beat Till. That's what I'm saying. Whitaker beat Till. Whitaker Whitaker's be, fucking everything up. Yeah, Whitaker beat, Whitaker beat everybody but Adesanya. He beat Romero, beat Jacare, beat Till. Who's left? I don't know. That's tough. I think he's beaten Romero. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. It's he he's beaten everyone. I'm trying to think. Costa, I guess you could fight Costa. Okay, I'll take it. Um, Hermanson does nothing for me. Darren Till probably has to fight Hermanson. 
Romero's pretty much a gatekeeper in himself. Brunson, no. Gaslam, no. Chris Weidman, Hell no. no. Even a Weidman just called out for a title shot. Yeah, okay. And then Uriah Hall. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Jack- that, I mean, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> Uriah Hall. Jack Hermanson is an interesting fight for a lot of people because his grappling is really good. Um, but, it's, yeah, still. And, and Hermanson, like, wrapped Gaslam up something nasty the last fight. But he got knocked out by Cannoneer. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. The middleweight division, Adesanya, this is smart. Go to light heavyweight, take the title, and then just call out John. Just say, hey, John, I got your title. Come and get it. And John's yep. ego will be like, all right, here I come. But it's kind of what you got to do. And that's crazy. Big, that's a gigantic fight for the UFC. Oh, huge. And John better wrestle. He has to. He has no choice. I will say that. <laughs> he does have a choice. Mm, he, he does, but. John, many a times, he said, I'm going to beat the person at their own game. Yeah. And that's, that's I don't fun. think this is a smart roll of the dice. No, not at all. Not, not with this guy. Not at all. Um, we touched on it. Uriah Hall is 10th in that division, looking to move his way up. He just headlined the last UFC card versus Anderson Silva. And it was billed going into it as a retirement fight for Anderson Silva. We didn't really get that guarantee. But looking at the card, and we'll just touch on some of the fights um, going all the way through it, we have... Um, Kevin Holland won impressive fashion, first round submission, and then started talking shit to Israel Adesanya. Go for it. I mean, I like I like Kevin Holland. He's a fun guy to watch. But he yeah, is. Relax. There's levels to this game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you don't shoot your shot, you know, you got to shoot your shot. So shoot your shot. Fuck it. Adesanya looked Fuck at him it. like, why not? I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> good job. You like talk shit. You're not fighting me next. I don't care. He's in the building. But I mean, the way Adesanya is cleared out. Holland could be two fights away. Yeah. I think he's a good fighter. I enjoy watching him fight. I do like how much he talks shit. I think it's funny. But, uh, yeah, good for him. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> good performance. Next fight up, Greg Hardy. Oh, my God. Ends his rookie year in the UFC, as he says. TKO, second round. I was, listen, I was impressed. I thought the guy would gas if he gets anywhere past the first. He showed some pop in the second round. I, I don't know what he is. He's a max potential top 10 guy. Sure. Who's getting older, and I don't know how much more skilled he can be. I, I think he might, honestly, he might have exceeded expectations already. Um, maybe. I mean. I Could have been a lot worse. <laughs> I guess my issue is watching Hardy fight. And then watch him do press conferences talking about how people are trying to take things from him. And I just, I can't, it's hard for me to watch this guy and even be like, oh, I can't, it's hard. I can't watch him. He's impossible to watch because he's just not a likable person. Oh, he's not a likable guy at all. And whether he wants to admit it or not, um, I don't believe him that when he says that, you know, these people are just trying to blackmail me. No, man. You put yourself in this position. Yep. So, shut the fuck up. Like, I, look, Dana's been, like, talking about giving him second chances, and Greg Hardy's talking about rebuilding his image, but how about you just admit your wrongdoing and then just kind of move on with your life? Yeah. Say you made a mistake and you grew from it. You're an adult now. But I can't watch it. It's, it's hard for me to watch him fight and then talk about how difficult training camp was because people are trying to get over on him. What? No, I'm good, bro. He's constantly playing the victim. Constantly. He is the definition, as a person, of the entitled athlete. Yeah. Where he was just physically dominant on the football field probably since the age of 10. And he rode that wave with maybe no one ever telling him no. And now he's had to work for something and he feels that people are out to get him no that's just what it feels like to work for something to have to build something yeah fucking when you yeah like past natural athletic gifts so nah yeah i mean as a person fuck him again i want him to keep winning just because i want to see him versus Derek lewis <laughs> every win gets me closer to that fight 
And I'm so fucking happy. One more win should do it. One more, and then I got to throw his ass in there. So I, I can't wait. Uh, in the co-main, Bryce Mitchell beats Andre Feely. I didn't think he looked as impressive as he could have. Pulls out the win. And the camo shorts were disappointing. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, it wasn't like cool camo. It was like real camo. Like the motherfucker was about to go hunt moose. Yeah, I mean, all like, I... That shit wasn't... Look, I think... Wasn't executor right. I think Th- Thug Nasty's a good fighter, right? And I think beating Andre Feely is a good victory. But I just can't get my mind off of the post-fight where he talked about, like, man, between him and, like, T.I., I need y'all to stop talking about COVID and, like, wearing masks <laughs> and shit. Like, first T.I. talking about, like, drinking tea because it gets in your throat. And this dude's talking about masks <laughs> and, man, just, just shut the fuck up. Like, y'all are not... Three teas a day. Listen... Just because you're good at rapping or good at fighting does not make you good at anything else. So sometimes, let the experts deal with this stuff. I have no idea. Like, when I saw Bryce Mitchell up there talking about COVID and wearing a mask, and it sounded like a true redneck, I was like, oh, yeah. man. No, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Like, I was, <laughs> it's like this is, this is not going to uh, endear him to anyone. I don't know. No, there's, they, there's a bunch of stupid people that don't, don't do There's something. a different fan base, right? Dif- different fan base in MMA, so you never know. And then in the main event, Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. I understand Anderson wants to compete, and he likes fighting. And for the first two rounds, he didn't look out of place. And then he looked like an old man in rounds three and four, and Uriah Hall was doing... Well, I can't say this. It looked like Uriah Hall was doing everything he could to not punish and finish Anderson Silva. But when you're looking at Uriah Hall, you never know. Because he's just the most timid fighter in the world. All the skills in the world and never pulls the trigger. When I used to play football, my coach, um, longtime coach, and then I coached under him, used to say, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. That is Uriah Hall. All the physical gifts in the world mentality-wise, he just can't turn the corner. But he gets the stoppage nonetheless against Anderson Silva. Nothing but a show of respect. He pulls the Shawn Michaels. I love you. I'm sorry. Touching moment. Silva still doesn't say that this is his last fight. He's going to think about it. Probably is, but maybe not. And I think Anderson Silva could probably beat some lesser fighters. But what fun is that? So I, I don't know where he goes from here. Like... He's stuck in this weird place where it's just dream matchups. And people want to be like, yo, I stepped in the cage with Anderson Silva. And then they realize, I got to beat the shit out of Anderson Silva. Yeah. Very weird dynamic. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> Anderson Silva is Roy Jones. And Roy Jones is Anderson Silva. Yes. We've been saying this for years. He is now fully brought into fruition. Yeah. He loves the game so much that he doesn't know when to bid it do and say farewell. And he lost to Uriah Hall. Look, I was watching like old Anderson Silva fights, and I was like, man, this guy was incredible. And then you watch him in there, and you see for a minute, like a little bit of Anderson Silva comes on. This is why it's so funny that like y'all be like, Mike Tyson's gonna wreck Roy Jones, but Anderson Silva just—he's older. He can't do that shit anymore. Like you see little flashes of it, but he's not that same devastating counter striker. And because of that, mentally, he's a little bit more timid. And against Hall, you, you see he wants to cut loose, and he gets like, he'll start moving his hands real fast, and you start saying, oh, shit, here comes the old Anderson Silva. And then, like, the geriatric Anderson Silva comes out, and you're like, oh, shit, here comes Anderson Silva about to get knocked out. But in his mind, he still thinks he can pull it off. So he goes into these fights, and everybody's like, Anderson, you should retire because you're not the fighter you used to be. And just like Roy Jones, he's like, y'all must have forgot. And he gets in there, and then he forgot. He forgot that he's no longer the same guy he used to be. And you look at Anderson, he loses that fight. And there's a moment where they show him standing in the center of the octagon. And I think uh, Brandon and Bisping were on commentary like he's praying or something. I thought that Anderson Silver was mulling, putting his gloves down in the octagon. He was like, nah, fuck that. I thought that. so too. And then he was like, nah, fuck that. In Brazilian or whatever you say that. He said it in Brazilian. It was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to fight again. And then it's funny because Dana White says... He can fight again, but it won't be for the UFC. Meanwhile, Khabib was like, I'm done. I told my mother I'm not fighting. And Dana's like, you're going to fight again. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you, gotta, you can't. Like, if Anderson Silva wants to fight, I get it. 
you probably shouldn't book him for another fight. He's just going to go to Bellator. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to yeah. happen. He's just going to. Two seconds. Yeah, either yeah. you give him another fight, just like Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, and they ended up fighting in that Golden Boy car that was fucking terrible. Anderson Silva's not done with this sport until this sport is truly done with him. And he's just going to keep fighting. And it's sad. And it hurts his pound-for-pound status. And every time he fights, we're going to get all these clips. They're going to look like they're on VHS of him beating up Stefan Bonner and James Irvin and and uh, everybody else. Vitor Belfort. All these fights are almost a decade old. And then we'll all go, just like the Fedor fight, we'll all go, can he do it one more time? And then he'll go and get knocked out again. The man did just beat Derek Brunson like two years ago. Yeah, but I mean... Poor Derek Brunson. Uh, of all people. And Derek Brunson really thought he was going to beat Asanya. That was hilarious. But Anderson Silva's done, man. But he, he doesn't. he's not going to call it quits on his own. Like, yeah, it's tough. His family, it's a tough way to go out. His family won't tell him. I'm sorry. His family will tell him he won't listen. His friends will tell him he won't listen. But Because he'll have that small group of yes men that will be in the gym with him. And then he'll hit a pad, and they'll go, oh, there goes the old Anderson Silva again. And whether they really mean it or not, it doesn't matter. Because now Anderson Silva's all in. That's right. I can do this again. And then you're fucked, because now he's looking for a fight. He still has another fight on his contract, too. That's the other problem. Dana, you got to honor his contract. You signed with this bullshit. Yep. You know what he should do? He should go and go to this Legends Boxing League and fight Roy Jones in the exhibition. Yes, that's exactly what he should do. That was a fight that was talked about forever. Tyson should fight Holyfield again after this exhibition, and Roy Jones should fight Anderson Silva in the exhibition. Yeah, that's exactly what should happen. It's the best thing you said all day. (laughs) Thanks. I guess what a backhanded compliment that was. Thank you. No, I'm serious. I mean, this is good. This is exactly what should happen. Listen, we're problem solving over here. This this is what we do as a podcast. Um, Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show, and then we are going to do that by making predictions for this weekend's UFC card. You guys stay right there. We'll be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, it's the end of the show. This is going to go quick, but had to give our predictions for the fights this weekend. UFC has another card at the Apex. This is one of those where you scratch your head and say, Really? Do we really need this card? You kind of could have took a week off to take a breath of fresh air. But, nonetheless, we have one. Um, First fight on the card, Drake. Claudia Galdeja versus Jan. I'm not going to pronounce her last name. She is 12-1. I don't know what Claudia has left, but this is one of those like, all right, Claudia, show us what you got. So, I am going to pick Claudia because she needs it more. Yeah, man. Uh, Listen. I think Claudia Gadelli has been an amazing fighter. Pushed Joanna to the limit twice, just gassed out. But I don't, yeah, I don't know what's left. And in this particular, I mean, card, she was she was gifted the win against Angie. Yeah, she was. She was. And um, <sighs> she beat Randall Marcos before then. Beat Carla Esparza. Nina Ansaroff beat her in. 2018 to end out 2018. She only has one loss in the past. Damn it, two losses in the past four years. The other one's Jessica Andrade by decision, and then she beat Kovalevich. I guess she's not as far out as it seems, but to me it seems like, damn, she can't get right. See, Jan Zionin beat Angie Hill, beat Carolina Kovalevich, and her stand up is really sharp. 
she may be Claudia. And I'm going to pick she her to be Claudia. Carolina. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd switch, I'm switching my pick. She's going to win. I forgot about that, Carolina. I mean, Kovacavich, I don't know what happened to her either. Boy, she fell off the table, didn't she? Ooh, I'm just over here knocking shit off the table. Um, <laughs> she fell off the table. You knocked shit off the table. It was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. Yo, Strawweight is so weird. Very weird. It's a very... I'm not sure when we see Suarez again, if we ever see him. I don't know either. I don't know. So we talked hip hop. What ifs? She might end up being the biggest MMA. What if? She might be. If she can't get healthy. But yeah, I, Claudia just feels like she's trying to be what she once was, and she may never be that. And Jan might beat that ass. So I'm gonna pick Jan to beat her. I wouldn't be surprised if Claudia wins, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, give me Jan. Fuck it. Um, let's see. Brendan Allen in the next fight. What? Who are these people? I'm skipping that. Uh, Barcelos skipping that, even though it might be a good fight by Barcelos. But Andre Arlovsky is in the co-main. Tanner Bosser. Boss. Why is Arlovsky still fighting? Same reason Anderson Silva's fighting. He can't get away. <laughs> he, he can't. Forty-one years old. Can't leave the game alone. It don't need me, but I'm gonna. <laughs> he's gonna. It's not the game doesn't need him. The game does not need Andre Arlovsky. Hold on, one. And he's won recently. Yes, he has. Beat Ben Rothwell. Yeah, he, he beat uh, Felipe, Felipe Lins. Lins. But, you know, Rosenstruck sent him to God. Um, and, you know, he barely lost to Sakai. So, he might win this fight, man. And the, the Arlovsky might still be around. He should win this fight. You know what's a good fight for him after this, now that we're fantasy booking everyone? I hope he wins this fight. Because the best fight for him is John Jones. Jesus, I don't want to see that. Let Give John a softball. I don't want that. And send, send Arlovsky on his way. I mean, it's a, it's a washed-up-ass fighter now, but it's a name yeah, nah, for John. I don't want to see that fight. No, thanks. Nope. I need it. No. Give John the softball. No, thanks. John better call him out on Twitter. Then he'll look like because it. Dude, Adesanya will have a field day if he calls out Arlovsky. <laughs> he should because he'd be like, yo, listen, I respect you so much. I got to fight you. I always wanted to fight you before you left. Now I'm up at heavyweight. Let's dance. Yeah, you okay. know, Whatever. Such an easy fight. But I feel like that's a – the top five is too dangerous for John. Like if you're not going to go straight to the champion, like you want no parts of the black beast necessarily, even though you can gas him. He will choke the black beast out. Still, you don't want. You don't want to get caught. You definitely don't want Francis. Look, I think he does. John's ego is never going to tell him not to take a fight. That's true. And John might be the old John again with this level of competition. Yes. Let, let, Maybe he's just uninspired. Yeah, I think let John do this. Forget Arlovsky. Fight everybody at heavyweight. That's just never how it works, though. Yeah. No one fights everybody. I mean, fucking Connor fought Chad Mendez. Like, you, you don't need to make sense on your way up. He, but he won't call it Arlovsky. So, let's move on, man. Because who cares? We're talking about John Jones and Arlovsky's. Arlovsky's winning. Yeah, sure. Um, Diego Santos versus Glover Teixeira. I believe this was rescheduled because someone had the Rona. Yes. So now it's happening on a card that shouldn't be happening. Great. Um, Tiago Santos by Axe Murder. I don't know. Like, I'm not picking Glover to share. Like, another 41 year old. Glover. I feel like I've been watching Glover forever. I'm picking Glover. What? Yes, man. Did you see what Glover to share did to, to uh, Anthony, Anthony Smith? Yes. Yeah, I think that was his last round. No, I don't think so. He's on a four fight winning streak. Yes, man. Glover to share is a good fighter. He may not be great. Cry love. Like, Glover to share is good. He's got heavy hands. And Tiago Santos is just a blown up middleweight. I think Glover's gonna beat him. But here's the he gave John hell. Here's the funny thing. When this fight was booked, and then Jan won, both of these guys sat there and go, Oh, the winner of this fight is gonna be the number one contender for the light heavyweight title. No, you're not. The winner of this fight is now going to be a spectator in the front row of Adesanya versus Jan. Shit, yeah. 
That how I think Adesanya wrecks both of them. Probably, but I'm just saying, like if you look at this, like the motivation. Oh, I I might tune in for virtual media day. I don't really do them anymore because I really hate like presser type things. But yeah. I might tune in because I know somebody's got to ask this question. It's like you guys thought you were gonna get a light heavyweight title shot. Now you're not. It was given to a middleweight. Oh, they gotta be salty. The motivation can't be the same. Yeah, I mean overnight. But in six days, you went from number one contenders fight to fuck. I don't know what I gotta do next. Yeah, this is cool. Like if I win, I'm just I made a check. But yeah, I, oh, whoever wins this is fighting Reyes next. That sucks because they want to fight for the title. Exactly. Now it's like, nope, now you got to fight Reyes. And Lord knows what happened to him last fight, but he did not look right. So if he comes in looking right, you could be in for a whole different type of night. Yeah, but I'm, I'm picking Glover. I think the hands are extremely heavy. Glover's got great jujitsu. Taco Santos is really good, right? And, yes, he gave John a hard time, but styles do make fights. As long as Glover doesn't get super old overnight because he's old, already pretty much up there, I think the, the Glover that hurts somebody, can chase you to the canvas, and can control you with top control is going to be a little bit too much for Tiago. Tiago's winning this fight. Okay. I'm looking back. His last three years, Jack Marshman beat him by TKO. Um, Gerald Merchart beat him TKO. Hermanson beat him by TKO. We're just talking about Hermanson. Yeah, but none of them, can, none um, of them are strikers. Manawai beat him by TKO. Yeah, Eric Anders beat him by TKO. Beat Kevin Holland by decision. Beat Jan Blakovich, the champion, by TKO. Yeah, Jan has made... Only lost to John Jones, gave him hell. Yeah, he's had a nice he's gonna. Uh-huh. He's, he's going like, to... That's three years. He's going to take Glover's face off. Okay. This ain't going to the judges, I'll tell you that. I don't think so. It ain't going five. I don't think so, but I, <laughs> but I just... Look... I think Thiago has looked great, but he is still a blown-up middleweight. And the funny thing, what I said about Jan fighting Izzy, is Jan has made it become champion by beating a bunch of blown-up middleweights until he fought Reyes, who was a true light heavyweight. But Glover Teixeira is a big dude and has heavy hands. He beat the brakes off Anthony Smith. That was true. Like I don't know what the hell was wrong with Anthony. That no, dude, Glover's just—he's a really good fighter. It, it took a second because Glover, I think he got knocked out by Rumble, and it ch- kind of changed his perspective on anything, everything. Because he was like, "Damn, no shame in that game." No, but you also realize, like, damn, because Glover at one point thought he had the heaviest hands in the division. Then Anthony Johnson came running around and was just like, "No, you don't." So, but Glover now, I think. I don't think it's wise to trade with Tiago Santos because Tiago has great hands. Like he's a, an excellent and heavy-handed striker that can put anybody down. But I think if he mixes it up, I think he wins this fight. It just sucks because it doesn't really mean anything. Nah, either you get Reyes or you or you're comfortable waiting. They might be comfortable waiting. I don't know, man. Because Glover can't. You, you don't want to wait till he's like fifty to get a title fight. That sucks. Nah, but if he goes and you fight Adesanya and then you start replaying like. Glover John Jones shit. It's a cool full circle moment. Maybe. So, I, it's tough. At least we split on that. It's going to make watching this very interesting over the weekend. Hopefully, you guys had fun going through all of this MMA with us next week. Of course, we all have another MMA card to break down. There's like no off days in the UFC. Not so like Christmas. They are just running through. No, I lie. They're off on November 14th. Oh, they are? So that's great. Yep. And then they come back with UFC 255 on the 21st. Figueredo versus Alex Perez. Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya. Woo. Er- early. Over, under, 100 pay-per-view buys. Under. Way under. <laughs> Way under. Yeah, that's... Ooh, they might have been that, that one. That's a, ba- that's a bad one. <laughs> That's like, like, come on, man! Like the Charlos did better than this. Like this, this is a bad pay per view. That's that's rough. That that's bad for your ESPN card. <sighs> right before oh. Thanksgiving, too. I'm saving my money for Black Friday. Yeah, <laughs> same day as uh. Oh, who is that? Oh, it's uh, the pay per view. Boxing has a pay per view that day. On the fourth? Wait, the twenty first. Yeah, right? Do we not get... Oh, wait. No. Errol Spence? No, no, no. Errol, they, they got pushed. Oh, December 5th. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I guess it's a free weekend. Oh, that might save them. Mm, I swore somebody else was fighting. No, nah, that's Terrence Crawford and Kellerberg fight the week before. 14th. Yep. They might have the weekend to themselves. Who cares? It's going to be the weekend to <laughs> myself, too. Like, if I didn't have to cover this, this wouldn't be a fight I'd be watching at all. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Shevchenko, she should be in the main event. She should. I Dog, I don't know how she's not in the main event of this card. Look, I think Figueroa's. He did a fantastic job beating the shit out of Joseph Benavidez, right? I enjoy, like he showed us all something. But Shevchenko is like one of the best. Period. How is she not the main event after Garbrandt fell out? This shit. But yeah, and they're both flyweights, dude. And Shevchenko is going to be a highlight reel knockout. We're going to be playing that one. I guarantee that's going to go viral. Yeah. So I don't. They're bugging on that one. They should have flip flopped. But whatever. Figueroa. Wait, the twenty first, right? Yep, Saturday, November 21st. So the 21st is the same day as Pavek and Dillian White. Oh, the rematch. Yeah, but that's going to be earlier in but the day. It's during the day. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, yeah. I mean, Which they got a clear path. Might also give us a highlight reel now. Yeah, they, I mean, they got a clear path to under 100,000 pay per view buys. <laughs> Still not giving them the 100. <laughs> no, man. Hell no. shit on that night. But no, no, not going to give not them the 100. That's, that's tough. The bars will keep them afloat on that one. Um, yeah, so plenty of MMA to talk about going forward as well. We want to thank you guys for listening to our second show this week. Thank you guys all for staying healthy, for voting. You can follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hell on all platforms as well. Shout out to Blue Wire. The network always have our back. Shout out to all the sponsors for keeping the lights on around here. Make sure you guys stay tuned. We are rolling out our wrestling with stereotype shows as well. Shout out to Conrad. Those will be coming in the coming weeks as well. We're working over here, doing a lot of stuff. It is fun. It is great. We're doing all for you, the fans. We appreciate your help. We still have our wrestling show later on in the week, so make sure you guys check in on that. We're gearing up for this AEW pay-per-view that's coming up, so plenty to talk about, and I'm sure the main roster is going to have shenanigans as well. Make sure you guys, again, stay safe as always. Stay Rona-free. Until next time, we're out. Peace.